Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Across the Board YouTube show and podcast. Ooh. I am your host. <laughs> yeah, new new stuff today. I am your host, John Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Cleveland Y-D-E-R. And with me, as always, is my co-host, uh, Chandler Adams. You can find him on Twitter at Chandler Adams with two S's on the end. Um, Chandler, it's week eight, man. How you doing? Um, this is the first time Thirsty? in my lifetime, outside of one year, that the Browns okay. have been like legitimate playoff contenders. So, yep, I'm doing as good as possible, really. Um, and we're having a really good year with our best bets. So, I'm, yeah, we I'm are. Fun. Uh, last week's game against Cincinnati, the Browns, I mean, was just so much fun. I mean. You know, the first half was baffling, but then once they got going, you know, oh, and Baker was 0 and 5, obviously, or 0 for 5, and then he just caught fire in 20, was it 22 in a row, 23 in a row? 23, I mean, because apparently spikes do not count. Oh, interesting. They don't call those incomplete. I didn't know that. I think I always thought they did, but. that I, wow. I read from Ben Axelrod, at least, so, I mean, seems credible. Okay. But don't, yep. don't quote me on that. Either way, that's just amazing. And then the throw to, uh, People's Jones. I mean, my God! Like that. You know, um, it was it uh, J- Jake Burns. I think it was Jake Burns on Twitter. Um, who, again, if you're a Browns fan and you're not following him, it's you're not you're doing yourself a great disservice. Go follow him. He's a great, great follow. Um, he, I think he tweeted out like, "When did you know, or think you knew that like Baker was like a franchise guy or whatever?" And. Um, I mean, this the throw versus you know this last throw versus uh, Cincinnati to Peoples Jones was was incredible, but it reminded me so much of the um, was it week or sorry week three last year? Oh no, two years ago. My bad. When he took over for uh, Terod Taylor in the Jets game, uh, the Thursday yep. night game at home, and the throw he made to Jarvis Landry, it was like a seam route that was like like a go route up the seam. And Landry caught it around the five and like got tackled at like the one yard line. But like that throw, like it looked great, you know, during the game. But once they showed the the camera angle behind Baker where you see like what he saw, I was like, I, I don't know how the hell he got that in there. That looked like an NFL, like an actual quarterback throw. And, you know, this this whole like fourth quarter of his reminded me of like that game again. Like he just looked so incredible. So, yeah, that was uh. It was so much fun. That was a great time, but yeah, but yeah. And as you said, we uh, we are doing really well in the best bets this year. Um, we are so you are twelve eight and one uh, overall, and I am twelve and nine. Cody Parkey, you really pissed me off. Oh my god, dude! I just yeah, and like your so you were one one and one last week. So one win, one loss, one push, and you're. I mean, the push was on a missed extra point at the end of the game, which was ridiculous. And the loss was uh, Seattle, who was up 10 with like six and a half minutes to go Pete in that Carroll game. Because Pete Carroll is the lost. demise of Russell Wilson. Ugh. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So, And I think that's like four or five of your losses this year have been within like a point or a point and a half. I mean, they're razor, razor thin. Like there are very few of yours where you've just been – you know, like my Dallas versus Arizona call where I just was, you know, off by 50 points, basically, like dead wrong. So you're um, you've been really on. I mean, like your process is just perfect. Like you're just getting unlucky in a couple instances. But 
Um, you too, my but friend. Yeah. Don't don't shortchange yourself. Yeah, it's been good. I feel I feel better about this year. I feel like I'm I don't know like sifting through the data better, or you know maybe seeing the things that matter versus you know ignoring the stuff that doesn't. So. I mean, it's not perfect, obviously, but, you know, 12 and 9 is, it is what it is. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, and then obviously combined, you know, 24, what, 17 and 1. So, um, so it's good. It's a good combined record. The thing we need to do, and that's, you know, our focus is always trying to be, you know, each of us be 2 and 1 or, you know, 3 and 0, obviously, or some combination of those records every week. Because we've, through seven weeks, we've been 3 and 3. So like you went two and one and I went one and two or vice versa in a week four times. And so, you know, that stinks because obviously our overall record looks good. But there's also been four weeks where if everyone bet exactly what we said, you know, you're you're it's an even record and you're you're going to be down money because of the juice. So but the five, you know, there's a five and one week, a four and two week. And then last week we were three, two and one. Um, so so that's it. You know, we just got to keep putting together these, you know, solid weeks like this. So. Um, and week eight's card is interesting. I definitely like it. Um, at first glance, it was, I don't know. It w- wasn't, I don't know. I, I sometimes right away when the numbers get posted, I just like them instantly. And then other times, you know, like this week I was like, Ooh, these are some weird numbers. And then the more I dove into it, the more I was like, okay, I feel a little bit more comfortable with this. So, so I definitely think there's a lot of solid plays on the card this week. So, um, but yeah, so before we recap last week and get into week eight's best bets real quick, we, uh, like always, just got to pay the bills real fast. So two sponsors, like always, uh, Bovada uh, is one of them. They are, you can find the link on our website. It's uh, atbsports.net. Uh, you go there and you click on the link. And if you're a first-time depositor to Bovada, uh, whatever you put in, you'll get a 50% uh, deposit bonus match. So just free money to use on you know, whatever you're going to bet on. And then the other sponsor is the Hawaii Coffee Company, also on our website. Uh, click on the link found there, and your first order, you get 10% off uh, your first order. So check them out. Um, if you are, you know, in a place where betting is legal, um, you know, you probably have lots of choices, but you can get free money with Bovada. And then the Hawaii co- the Hawaii, geez, Hawaii Coffee is really good. It's excellent. So Yeah, I don't really want to know how Bovada works, but we live in Ohio, and – I didn't. I've never gotten flagged for it. That's all I'll say. We are so uh, close that they. The basically in Ohio, it's um, there is a, a a bill in the House and a bill in the Senate, and they are trying to figure out like how to run it essentially. Like there's just two versions of like how to you know manage it from a top down perspective. So um, that's it. Like it, we, you know, we voted to pass it to make it legal in Ohio and it's just regulations that they're trying to figure out. So hopefully they'll get that squared away soon because it'd be nice just to, you know, be able to do that, you know, recreationally or whatever. So, but, um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, anyways, all right, let's, uh, let's dive into this then we'll recap week seven real fast. Um, so as I mentioned, you were one, one and one, um, so you had Cleveland minus three, minus 115 at Cincinnati. That pushed, obviously, 37-34, and that stupid last extra point, which, unbelievable. But this is uh, – the lesson here is the importance of getting good numbers, okay? And on last week's show, we said if you're going to take Cleveland minus three, take it now because it's going to be three and a half or maybe even four by kickoff. And sure enough, there were three and a halfs and fours on the board. So 
if you had Cleveland minus three and a half, like you, that's gross. Like you lost on that extra point. That's terrible. So, um, you know, can't stress enough how important it is to make sure you get, you know, the best of the number or, or laying off. Like if you like Cleveland and all of a sudden you wake up on Sunday and it's minus four, you're like, uh, no, like I could have got it at two and a half or three. Now it's way higher. Like, you know, it's, it's okay to stay away from lines that, you know, you don't like because, uh, they're not favorable even in the game that you, you know, were hoping to, you know, put some money on or whatever. So, um, you had a two team parlay, which was the first time either of us had done this. Um, it was uh, Green Bay money line at Houston, which obviously won big. They won 35-20. And then the Seattle money line at Arizona. We already talked about this. They were up 10 with uh, six and a half minutes to go in the game and lost in overtime, 37-34. Just a ridiculous result. So, um, And then your two-team teaser won. Uh, so the Chargers minus one and a half versus Jacksonville. They won by 10. And Detroit plus eight at Atlanta. They won the game out right by one, obviously. So, um, so all in all, I mean, you know, great job too, because one, one and one, you know, in a week in which you picked five games, I mean, you, you know, you had to pick five games with the way you, you put that together. So, you know, you got both of the teaser ones, right? Half of the parlay. So, I mean, you know, and then the push on the stupid Cleveland extra point, I which is ridiculous. I texted you Thursday but... morning, and all I said was, quote, my picks are funky. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> you delivered on that promise, that's for sure. So, absolutely. Um, all right, so I was 2-1 and one last week. I had Cleveland uh, in the first half, minus 2.5, minus 115. And obviously they didn't um, cover that. They were down at the half, 10-17. to 17. Um, so good on the Browns for winning a game in which they were down at halftime. That's not easy to do. I think like all NFL games, I don't know how far back this goes, maybe like the Super Bowl era or something, but it's something like 78 or 80% of teams that are leading at the half win the game. So that's a, that's a huge number. So excellent, you know, job. By I don't want Nancy any Browns, Browns fan out there and I'm not going to, I'm not going to stay on this cause we need to keep rolling so we don't bore you guys, sure. but doesn't matter who you play. It's NFL competition. The Browns quarterback had a big time NFL game. Now, he definitely needs to do it against someone that's not the Bengals. But it was a big time game. It was. Yeah. Yep. No, it was. I mean, you know, good teams beat bad teams, and Cincinnati's a bad team, and they're they're injured, they're struggling. You know, they they you know they have a lot going against them and looks like the future's bright with burrow higgins you know other guys there for sure but yeah i mean you yeah you got to find a way to win that game and they did absolutely so credit to you know the whole offense baker you know after obj went down all of it it was really good so um tampa bay minus three and a half minus 110 at the raiders was my second play that one easily 30 uh, 45 to 20 and then the two team teaser i had also won um, although that was a bit of a sweat, I had Pittsburgh plus seven and a half at Tennessee and they won the game outright, obviously by three, 27, 24, uh, oddly enough, the other, the second half of the teaser, the final score of that game was also 27, 24. It was new Orleans minus one and a half versus Carolina. And, you know, we recorded the show last Thursday and then after that came the news that Michael Thomas wasn't going to play and Emmanuel Sanders and, you know, all of a sudden there aren't any receivers and it was just a, you know, crazy, um, just a crazy set of, you know, circumstances and news coming out for the saints. Uh, the 
the line was seven and a half, obviously, um, on Thursday when we, you know, I took it down to minus one and a half in the teaser, but that line, I mean, as soon as that news came out, everybody started hammering Carolina. So that line, you know, I think it was like six, maybe six, six and a half or something by kickoff. So, you know, if you had Carolina in the points, you won for sure. I was definitely nervous about it, but you know, once the game got towards the end, I thought, okay, they just, you know, if they just win by two or more, we got it here. So, um, so yeah, that's what ended up happening. But so all in all, not bad. Uh, you know, the losses were very, very close, obviously, especially for you. Um, but yeah, so, um, all right, let's, uh, let's dive into week eight. Then as we said last week, um, we are going to, uh, take a look at the, uh, overall record and whoever has the lead in the overall record will get to choose their, um, their picks first, uh, in this sort of, you know, we're going to kind of draft our picks every week. So, uh, Chandler has the better record, obviously. So he's going to get to go first. Um, and then we can't, you know, the value of that is we can't have the same plays. So if there's a game we both like and he gets to pick it first then I can't use it. So, so that's how we'll do it. So if you're ready, Chandler, uh, let's hear what your first best bet is for week eight, sir. Yeah. So the good thing about this is that it has got me to really start looking at not just the, the lines that are shown to you. It's made me start digging deep. Um, John is my volume good, by the way. Yeah, perfect. Okay. It's made me start digging deep into different. I even started to look into some prop bets this week. I decided against that for now. But um, interesting. So the first one I found that I absolutely love is going to be picking on a quarterback's debut, and that's the first half of the Rams versus Dolphins game. The Rams are a three-point favorite to end the first half, and. I don't think it's known or really talked about how good Brian Fitzpatrick has been this year, John. I mean, he's been top 10 in EPA for quarterback. I mean, he's just been fantastic. And this Dolphins team is not good. They're building. They're building the right way. But this is a good Rams team. This is a really good Rams team who have weapons at every single spot on offense and defense. So, And going up against one of the smartest coaches in the game. I don't understand this line. I, th- I think the three and a, I, I, I'm seeing three and a half right now for the game. I think that's a freaking fantastic line for the Rams. Yeah, and just so you know, the consensus is minus two and a half in the first half right now. So that's the number we'll give you for okay. the, your first half play. So it'll be Rams minus two and a half in the first half. Yeah, are you getting plus 100 for that? Because that's what I'm seeing. It looks like it's minus 110, minus 115. Uh, minus 115 seems to be the consensus. So we'll go with that. Minus 115 bastards on Bavada, but use them um yeah no but the rams are a very good team the rams have not been talked about a lot this year and partially because they're in probably the best second best division in football um afc north and nfc west are just fantastic divisions with yeah the west doesn't have any i mean the uh the niners are in third fourth place in that division at four and three yeah. so nobody's under 500 which is remarkable i so. honestly would go out on a limb and say you know the cardinals are bad too I, I think the rams are the second best team in that division um i trust them the most behind the niners <laughs> no you think the saints i mean the uh the seahawks right oh absolutely even with the worst okay, secondary yeah, in football um yep I think the Seahawks sure. are just, they just have, especially with Carlos Dunlap, they've had no pressure on the quarterback. I think Carlos Dunhelp, Dunlap helps a lot. And they're going to be players Good cut sure. soon that are going to be able to, I mean, it's like, um, also, Snacks, 
he's he's on their practice squad, like being ready to come back. I don't know what all that is about, but so they have snacks that's going to come back. Hmm. So snacks, Dunlap, get added to that front. It's going to help a lot, but. Yeah, I love the Rams. Minus two and a half in the first half right now. I think that's a steal. A steal of a line. Yeah, that's an excellent play. I agree with you 100% there for sure. Um, the Rams are on my radar this week uh, for sure. They, I think the – so there's some buyback on it. It opened at Rams minus three, and then it got up to four, four and a half. But then there's a ton of money's come in on Miami, which I also don't understand. Um you know, Tua's first start, it's it's a rough spot to be, you know, for a rookie, obviously, um, you know, against Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. So and I'm sure, you know, he'll probably run in spots and, and you know, give them fits. Um, but, yeah, I just that, that's a really tough. I just I don't understand why everyone's backing, you know, Miami. Um, you know, maybe I mean, the Rams played on Monday night football last week. Right. So, you know, short week. So maybe that's it. Traveling to the East Coast. But the Rams have been one of the better teams to do that. Like Seattle and the Rams are way the best two teams, uh, West Coast teams, you know, when they play in the one o'clock um, time slot in the East Coast. So, you know, I, I just I don't know. I mean, McVay's a hell of a coach and, and you know, I just it doesn't make any sense. Oh, and the Dolphins, they're terrible against the run. So, you know, and the Rams are going to I mean, their run game is fantastic just because of the scheme. Like, it's really hard to tell. You know who has the ball where it's going they've got three you know, running backs so they don't get tired yep absolutely yeah even in acres has barely played but still like you know i mean he's he, they can use him i mean he's obviously healthy and you know and fresh, fresh legs and everything because they just don't ever use them so if they got into a spot where they had to i think darrell henderson uh is a really good play this week in you know dfs and uh you know if you got him in your season-long fantasy lineups you could definitely start him so i think he's a really good start but uh, yeah, so okay, um, yeah, good call for your first play there. I like that one a lot. Um, so for my first play, I'm trying to think of strategy here to make sure I get one that maybe might be on your radar, but I don't know. Oh, and just to be clear, if like um, like if, if this is a bad example because we wouldn't tease through zero, but let's say that you took like the Rams for the game and I took the Rams in a teaser. Those are separate bets, so that is okay. Like. You know, I just can't also take the Rams minus two and a half in the first half. Like, that's what I can't do. But but if we're, you know, if you're taking a side um, in a game and then you also include it in a teaser, or I do, or vice versa, that's okay. So just so we're on the same page. Um, all right, so I'm going to go with the um, the Colts minus three. Um, and this is minus three minus 110 at Detroit. So that'll be my first play. Um this is a crazy stat. So road favorites coming off a bye. Okay, so the Colts are favored. They're on the road, and they had their bye last week. So, And I believe this is since 2011, since the um, – um, or no, is this since 2016? Uh, I can't remember which. It's either since 2016 or 2011 when the new CBA was signed, um, the collective bargaining agreement. But anyways, they're 60% against the spread. And we've talked about, you know, week one of this show, we talked about how, um, you know, road teams in the NFL are, you know, winning and covering at higher rates than people realize. You know, people always, you know, the the old adage is, oh, home dogs in the NFL, you know, home dogs are really good, but they're not. They haven't been for years now. So, you know, like vis- uh, was visiting teams or covering, um, you know, like five, they've 
above 50% ATS five out of six years. And it's just, it's a crazy stat. So, um, but yeah, so road favorites off a of buy 60% against the spread and the Colts are, you know, match that obviously the, uh, Darius Leonard, their linebacker is trending towards playing and that's huge because he is an excellent, excellent player. Um, and he's a great tackler that made a huge difference. Uh, when the Browns, you know, he missed the game against the Browns a few weeks ago and that, that made a huge difference in that game. Um, you know, and he's been trending towards playing ever since, but he looks like he's going to go this week. So that's excellent. And then the Colts use uh, a ton of 12 personnel. So one running back and two tight ends. Um, and, uh, they're, they might get Mo Alley Cox back this week, but if not, they're going to have, um, Trey Burton and Jack Doyle. And then, um, so the lions are 32nd. Uh, last in the league against 12 personnel, they're giving up six yards per rush. So, I mean, they're, they're terrible against the run anyways, and they're bad in heavy sets and the Colts use a ton of it. Um, and Jonathan Taylor should be excellent in this game. So, um, so yeah, I don't mind laying the three on the road here at all. I, I think the, you know, the Colts are just a better team. You know, Rivers could definitely make this a close game with a, a bad pick or two. You know, he's kind of been wanting to do that, but he's also been very, very good, uh, against teams that don't pressure him. Like when he has a clean pot, like most quarterbacks, obviously when they have a clean pocket, you know, they're really good. And the lines just don't ge generate pressure. So I don't think, you know, I'm not worried about rivers in this game. The Lions' defense, uh, is a mess. The Colts running offense is fantastic, obviously. Um, and they're also, um, uh, what Michael Pittman might even play in this game, the wide receiver who's been on IR. So I'm not sure about that yet, but he, they might even get him back, which is great. But, uh, but yeah, and then the Colts defense as well is just really solid. So I think Stafford and the offense is going to struggle a little bit, um, in this game. So yeah, I expect the Colts to win this game, uh, by more than a field goal for sure. So Colts minus three, uh, minus one ten at Detroit is my first play. Um, what do you have for number two Chandler? What, what do you got? Hold reliable. Oh wait, now your mic's really low. Yeah. I turned my volume down just in case cars oh, there you go by. No, you're good, man. What would it be if I didn't take a Browns play the last three weeks? Nice. Nice. <laughs> so I didn't like any of the Browns yep. plays, actually. And then... And sure enough, a train. <laughs> I couldn't have gone two minutes longer with analysis on the uh, Colts game. I ran out of stats to talk about. Can you hear the damn thing still? <laughs> nah, it's just in the background. It's all good, man. All right. No worries. I got a good idea. I'm going to sit right here and talk. There you go. Okay. Get up close to the mic. <laughs> I found one play from the Browns that I like. I know I'm not looking at the camera right now, and I apologize. But for you podcast listeners, you probably appreciate not hearing the train blaring in your eardrums. <laughs> what in the hell is going on? We're Okay, Chandler lives in a. It's like a episode of Thomas the Tank Tank Engine or something. There's like a you live in the train yard or what? I live I mean, across from the damn university, on. so there's idiot kids on hot rods popping wheelies. No, it is Friday night, so we usually record on Thursdays. So maybe that's uh, yeah, a little more traffic on a Friday. It's the day before <laughs> Halloween too, so yep, yep. really yeah. screwed yeah. the pooch there. But oh yeah, oh, yeah. and do you know do you know it's gonna be a full moon tomorrow night? Really on Halloween? Yeah. So, yeah, it's the first time since 1944 that there's a uh, a full moon on Halloween. Oh, how fitting. We're um, in another and depression. And it won't happen just got uh, out of one, again until yeah. 20, 2039, something like that. It's crazy. So, But, yeah, anyways, sorry. Go ahead. So. Got weird rant facts about everything. First quarter, over under 
11 points, 10 and a half points, actually, what I'm seeing. Um, and it's giving you plus 125 juice. Um, 11 points. These are two terrible, terrible defenses. The weather's supposed to be terrible, though. I understand this. I understand the bad weather. I don't give a damn. Two very bad So games. you're taking the first quarter over? Yeah. Okay. So, again, you're going to get a better number here. The consensus here across all these different books. I got seven different books pulled up. This is, and by the way, um, I use action network. So it's ActionNetwork.com. their odds page. Like if you just click on the odds for NFL, you'll get, it'll show you the lines at like seven or eight different books. It's a really, really good tool. So you can kind of see, I don't you know, like, like listening what to your the... advice. I don't care if it's a good idea. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Jesus. All right. So, anyways, you're gonna. Yeah. You know what? And here I am trying to help you out, get you a better number. Yeah, just shut up times. and give me my like, good numbers. <laughs> you're trying to lay like three, three and a half with the Rams, and now you're trying to like eleven. What did you say it was? Eleven, eleven and a half. Ten and a half. So, yeah, the consensus here is nine and a half. What? So you're gonna get, yeah, the Browns and Raiders overnight, and that might be a reaction to the uh, the weather because it's supposed to be uh, maybe rainy and windy and stuff. Oh, so, that doesn't mean but, shit uh, with these teams. But because it, it did open at ten and a half, so yeah, you're gonna get. Uh, so the first quarter over is gonna be over nine and a half, and it's minus. Let's see, where is it at? Minus one twenty. Minus one twenty. Okay, so. So sorry, go ahead. Well, I'll tell you this much: if you go to Bavada, you can get it for over ten and a half, and you will get a plus one twenty-five juice. But if you go other places, you're gonna obviously probably get the nine and a half, minus one twenty juice. It's a big difference. I don't know why Bavada is so different on that front. But the Browns have been damn near perfect on opening drives this year, um, especially against bad defenses. Um, yep. Obviously, last week did not follow suit with that. The, the, the Browns are hot. They're feeling themselves right now. Um, and on the flip side, they're likely going to allow a, at least a touchdown early in the game. Um, Derek Carr and Henry Ruggs have been pretty good with the big ball this year. They've been maybe not as good as some people expected with Henry Ruggs, but they've Henry Ruggs has been all that he's all that you should have known you were getting with him is deep threat, and he's not going to drop the ball if yep. you get it to him. Um, so nine and a half points in the first half for these two defenses. I'm taking that, and I will take my money now up front yeah this is a uh uh this is a really good call by you really good call um yeah i love the deep dive into the first quarter bet here because that's really smart like you and basically i mean a touchdown and a field goal gets you there so obviously you know even if you somehow they don't you know some a drive stalls out in the red zone or whatever you you know you should be okay um and like you said the defenses for both teams are really bad so the Ra- Raiders aren't going to generate any pressure, so Baker should have clean pockets. He's really good with clean pockets, obviously. Um, and then, yeah, Kareem Hunt is – I mean, the Raiders' rush defense is atrocious, so the Kareem Hunt should have a real nice game. Um, yeah, this is probably going to smash. This should go over easily, I'll bet. So even if there is some you know, weather or whatever, so it's just going to drive the price down. It's, I think it's still a good bet. So great call by you. Thanks, you, sir. Um, so for my second one, uh, I'm going to do – let's see. I'll do the teaser now. Um, there are a lot of good teaser lines this week, a lot. So, um, you could, 
Uh, I didn't include this one, but you could easily bet. So San Francisco taking them up to plus nine at Seattle. Um, Seattle hasn't won a game by more than eight points in since week four last year uh, against, oddly enough, the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Um, I think they won 27 to 10 that week. But yeah, every win since then has been uh, by eight points or less. So, and as you mentioned earlier, they have the 32nd ranked pass defense, uh, especially against wide receivers. They're terrible against wide receivers. Now, the one thing that the Niners don't do all that well is um, throw down the field to actual wide receivers. I think them and Tampa Bay and who's the third team? I can't remember who, but um, they are. Yeah, the Raiders. Oh, yeah, the Raiders, the Niners, and Tampa Bay are bottom three in the NFL in, in wide receiver target share. So they're below 50% in throws to their wide receivers. They're all at 48%. Um, the, you know, everybody else in the league is throwing to wide receivers, but obviously Tampa Bay and the Raiders in San Francisco use, you know, tight ends and running backs a lot more. Some of that's due to injuries, some of it's due to game plan, but, but still. So I think, you know, you're going to have to see, you know, Kyle Shanahan's going to have to scheme it up to where he's, you know, forcing the ball downfield to receivers because the Seattle just can't cover any of them. So, but, uh, but yeah, so I like that leg a lot. And you could definitely use that in a bunch of different places. Um, but the one we're going to go with is so we're going to, so it's a two team teaser. We're going to take, you know, six points um, to both of these lines. The juice is minus 120. So we're going to take Green Bay. Um, and I realize that this is off the board in some places because of the Vikings. They have a COVID test today. I think I can't remember if it was them. There was some news, but um, but anyways, so this thing opened at what was it seven six? Oh no, no, I got the first quarter lines on. Still, hold on, let me go back to the game. I think it opened at like seven or six or something like that. And where is the thing? Sorry, I had this pulled up. Six and a half. It was Packers minus six and a half to open, and then it got. Um, you know, pushed up to seven. A lot of sixes and stuff on the board now, but I don't, that's not going to stay. So I'm going to use the one that I had before. Uh, oh no, I did have it at six and a half. Okay. Anyway, so it's Green Bay minus a half a point. So we're going to take it down to minus a half a point. So they just have to win against Minnesota, obviously. And then the other side, the second leg, uh, which I also really love is this is going to be Tennessee minus one. Uh, against Cincinnati. So they're at minus seven right now is the consensus. So we'll do Tennessee minus one at Cincinnati. Um, so Green Bay and Minnesota obviously played week one. It was at Minnesota. Green Bay smashed them. Uh, I mean, Minnesota scored some garbage time points and they came back a little bit, but it you know ended up being like a 13 point win or something like that. So um, Minnesota is missing. So three or three of their four starters in the secondary are going to, are not playing this weekend. And they were already bad against the pass with, uh, you know, their starters in there. So they don't get pressure. They can't cover anybody. I mean, it's just going to be, you know, a laugher. Um, the, uh, Andrew Jones, Andrew, <laughs> Aaron Jones is out again, uh, for green Bay, but Jamal Williams is a fine replacement. He'd had a nice game last week. Uh, so he should be fine. I'm not worried about that at all. Um, both teams do like to run, so it's probably going to be a slower kind of pace game. But Rodgers will take shots when he has to. And Adams, I mean, he might have another close to 200-yard game again. He should, he should just smash this team. So um, this is a really, really good spot for Green Bay. 
But just in case there's any kind of a weird shenanigans or uh, weather is also going to be a factor in this game. I think this this one is supposed to be really windy. So just in case throwing it is a little harder than I think it might be. Um, that's why we're putting them in the teaser. So they just have to win the game. That's all you know we care about. So um, and then the Titans and the Bengals, the Bengals are in a similar situation where they're just missing uh, so many, um, so many players like they're just so injured and beat up. So I don't know that, you know, their rush defense is terrible and they're, you know, they're playing Derrick Henry. So I, I don't know how they're going to stop him. Uh, they can't stop anyone in the pass as well. Um, so, you know, Tannehill should have a nice game. Uh, AJ Brown is slated to play. Uh, Johnny Smith should be in a really good spot here. That's the Bengals are like 30th out of 32 teams, obviously, uh, in covering the tight end. So, yeah, I just don't I don't know how the, the Titans can hang in this one at all. I think they're just they're in trouble. The reason that they're in the teaser, though, instead of taking the Titans minus six um, or minus seven is uh, the Titans pass defense is really poor as well. And so I don't want to see, you know, Titans have like a 14 point lead, you know, in, uh, you know, the late in the third quarter, early fourth quarter. And then, you know, Burrow throws a late touchdown and they get like a you get a backdoor push or cover or something like that. So for the Bengals. Um, but yeah, so we'll just put them in the teaser. So yeah, again, we've got green Bay, uh, minus a half a point versus Minnesota and then Tennessee minus one at Cincinnati. Uh, that'll be my second play of the week and bring it home. Chandler, what do you got for number three? Well, I had the Titans in the teaser. So Ooh, I love it. Oh, I love it. I'm so glad I went with the teaser next because I almost did my third play this uh, first. So that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hilarious. Um, <laughs> so I'm going with another teaser, actually. I like just as much. What are your lines on the Bears and the Cowboys right now? Because I'm getting probably not what you have. I have 11 on the Cowboys and five and a half on the Bears. So 11 is good for – no. Ten and a half. Okay. Or yeah, so the Eagles minus ten and a half against the Cowboys, and the Bears. So the Saints are favorite. Ooh, that's going up now. Saints minus four and a half uh, at Chicago. Oh, that's a whole f- point. Oh well. Um, so now that we have those updated numbers, I'm taking yes, the Bears plus ten and a half in Chicago versus the Saints. No Michael Thomas. Okay. Cowboys plus 16, correct, John? A whole point as well? Or half point? Um, 16 and a half. 16 and a half, yep. Plus 16 and, and, half and a half to 16 and a half. At the Eagles. Um, so, obviously, I'm not going to go out here and say that the Cowboys are going to win this game, but I don't think that this is. I don't think this should be a 10 point spread to begin with. 10 and a half point spread. The Cowboys are bad. Andy Dalton looks bad. The Cowboys are beat up. Um, but, like, just this is a division game versus two teams that have been terrible. So, I, I, I don't know how to put it into words. I don't understand why the Eagles are 10.5 point favorites. I don't know what they've done this year to prove that. Obviously, they've stuck with teams. They played the Steelers well. I understand all that. Yep. But, um, and Miles Sanders is still out, I believe, right? Am I wrong? Yes, he's not going to play this right. week. It'll so, be Miles Boston Sanders Scott is again. out. 
Um, so I love that play. Cowboys plus 16.5 is huge. I don't see any way that the Cowboys come out and get beat by two touchdowns to a division rival. Um, they're both okay. very bad teams. Even with Ben DiNucci starting a quarterback for the for the Cowboys. I almost think that is going to be better than Andy Dalton because this kid has nothing to lose. And we've seen so many times in the past four years in the NFL where these kids come in with nothing to lose and can stick with guys because they're just they're making hmm. plays. Obviously, I don't expect him to come out and win, but I just was thinking off the top of my head of like people that have come in with no pressure. And obviously, these are all at different levels of talent and ability whatever around them but like start with the easy one baker came in against a bad team for with a pretty good ross you know number one overall pick but baker came in was slinging the ball around we had nick right. mullins come in for the 49ers and played like a couple decent games obviously he had george kittle to just throw it to in the middle of the field um well like yep. we've had guys like nick Foles come in and win super bowls we've had gardner Minshew step in we've had ryan fitzpatrick step in for every 30 all 32 damn teams in the nfl <laughs> um yeah good call <laughs> like there is a good chance not a good chance there is a chance that this ben DiNucci kid who played for george washington george madison whichever one james james madison, james madison. i'm getting there yeah <clears throat> school you're <laughs> You got it. Which president was it? Yeah, James Madison. I had three Coronas before this pre-gaming. So. Nice. Um, boy. I'm just impressed at how well I've done so far. Um, <laughs> there's a chance he comes out and, you know, throws two, three interceptions. But I just, against this Eagles defense, I don't see that. Um, so, And I think they're going to feed Zeke all day. So I think that's the... the it, something we haven't even talked about he's loaded on the offensive like side of the football so he's got talent around him i just i i I have a gut feeling about that one i'm not going to tell you that i have any stat that's going to tell you ben denucci's going to come out and beat carson wentz in a duel um then with the bears and saints the bears are a good defense um they're obviously not as great as they once were but they've got khalil Mack still they've got um nicks they've got Smith, they've got a secondary that can swarm you. I just this I don't know what the Bears are, but they're definitely not twelve points. They're not definitely not eleven ten and a half points worse than the Saints right now without Michael Thomas. So both of these are plays I do not have a statistical reason that I'm taking them, outside of the fact that I test and my gut this week. So that's my ballsy that's my ballsy one this week. Yeah, I agree with the Bears side of that. I think, um, you know, I wouldn't mind laying the four, four and a half with the Saints, but I do think that that could be tricky. They might just win that game by a field goal. Um, They don't, yeah, they don't have anybody at receiver. I mean, Traquan Smith and, because the other, the rookie is uh, Callaway, Marquez Callaway, he's out too. So they're missing three starting like wide receivers. They just have... You know, Traquan and I can't remember the name of the other guys. I had never heard of him, actually. So, but yeah, they're definitely banged up um, there. I mean, they're the better team for sure. But, you know, it's on the road. It's outdoors. I mean, Breeze has had, you know, it's so funny. His splits on the road and outdoors have been worse. But it's, I think it was the PFF podcast. They just said like, yeah, he's been worse outdoors. But that's, he's basically like every other quarterback. Like his worst is like league average stuff. Like, you know, his best is amazing, obviously, but, um, 
But yeah, so I think that could be a very tight game. So I definitely like the ten and a half with the Bears there. I think that's a really good call. So what are you saying? You don't uh, like the boys? The Cowboys are getting Zach Martin back, which should help their offensive line. But I would say that you are a psychopath for taking this. I mean, that is oh, like you just realized this. The, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no. You, this is I'm building evidence. I'm pu- I'm putting a case together. This is you know exhibit number seven thousand four hundred twelve. Like the and and I think from a pure number standpoint, like you have a point when you say. You know, I'm going to get 16 and a half points in a division matchup like that's a stupid amount of points. Right. And, and they're both bad teams. Like I, you know, both are dealing with a lot of injuries. You know, uh, Dallas is obviously I mean, their issues, you know, they're worse than uh, I mean, they're the, the injuries are bad, but they're also schematically they're You know, they're just they haven't figured it out yet. McCarthy's struggling. Obviously, they you know, he hasn't done a great job at all. So but yeah, I mean, you're you know. That it just takes a lot of nuts, that's for sure. A lot of stones to grab this that line and, and take the cowboys and you know, good for you. That's awesome. I you oh, know, well, obviously I'm rooting for it. you. So So no, you got it. You're locked in now, buddy. You're locked in. Um yeah, that's a good call. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean I, I wouldn't play it, but I but I understand why you did and obviously I'm rooting for you, so the combined record goes up, so that'd be awesome. Well, but part of this is like one, this is how people lose money when they get complacent with their betting. But no, like the reason I I've been thinking about this line all week, and I just came to a point where I thought I could sit up here and tell you three chalk things I think are like chalk and easy, which is obviously the goal of betting. You never want to do something hard on yourself. But really, I'm doing right. this like I'm always so statistically and analytically based in my my guessing and my betting, which is a very smart thing to do. It's a smart thing to do in everything in life. But sometimes, yep. and like this one, this was just something where I just kept coming back to it. And like every time I scrolled by it, I was like, yeah, I need to pick that. Yeah, like I need to pick that. And it's just when watching football games, you just sometimes get a feel for teams. And I just do not think this Eagles team, even with Doug Peterson, who's one of the better coaches in the NFL, is mm-hmm. 16 and a half points or 16 points i don't know what it is on normal but on Bavada. well 17 yeah you they'd have to win by 17 for you to lose this right fact. And so that's a lot like while that's possible i just think with the nfl the way it's gone with quarterbacks coming in and coaches for some reason not being able to adjust to players they don't have tape on which like just blows my freaking mind that you yep. can't i don't know there's just a lot of things that are making me want to take it so i said you know what i'm just gonna do it yeah, no, it's I, I I hear you. I mean, even if they're up like twenty twenty one, you know, in the fourth quarter, like, you know, you're not going to want you don't want to uh, you don't want to get anybody hurt. You know, the Eagles are going to have uh, Jalen Rager playing. He's coming off IR, so you know, let, let's say he has a nice game, and then you're up twenty one in the fourth quarter, just pull you know pull everybody out. So all you need is a touchdown in that situation, and you cover. I mean, it's a stupid late, you know, backdoor cover. They just drive down the field with four minutes left because Philly doesn't care anymore. The game's won. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot of points. So, um, yeah, you're a psychopath, but I love it. That's awesome. So, um, okay, my third play, you scared me with your first play because I was going to take the Rams in the game. So when you said Rams at first, I was like, oh, crap. I'm like, I got to scramble for a pick here. So, but. Uh, so it's going to be Rams minus three and a half minus 110 at Miami. So this is just, you know, the Rams for the game. Um, 
yeah, we kind of touched on this already, so nothing really to add here. I just, again, I don't believe that, you know, Miami starting a rookie quarterback is, you know, I, I just, they're going to, they're probably going to struggle. So they're not going to be able to run the ball against the Rams defense, not as well as they, you know, would like to, obviously. Um, Jalen Ramsey will take, um, what's his name out of the game? Um, who's the tall receiver? The, the, the kid from Louisville who stunk for five years and then just came back last year. Why am I having a brain fart? The Miami receiver. I don't know. Anyways, I'll, I'll remember. Not Preston Williams. No, the other one, the big Devontae Parker? Yeah. Yes, Parker. Sorry, I was Louisville. paying attention, but it just got announced on Twitter two minutes ago that Sue Bird and Megan Rapino got engaged, so I was tweeting goats. Oh, wow. No kidding. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, good for them. Congrats. Um, Sorry. I didn't. Sue Bird is the – she plays in the WNBA, right, or did? Yeah, she's the one that entered the league the same year LeBron did, and they both have four championships, the same amount of MVPs, like same exact stats. Right, <laughs> right. that's right, that's right, yeah. Uh, that's so cool. And then Rapino's just, I mean, after the world cup with last year and her reaction to all that stuff, like she's it's just, she's boss, like, dude. she's a hero. I just love, I love her. Yeah. She's fantastic. I so that's great. Women's soccer. Had I not started dating Juliet. Oh my God. It's so much more enjoyable to watch our men's team. So much. More. The, They're so much better. Yeah. The world. Yeah. The women's world cup watching them play is a lot of fun. Like every time that comes up, I always, i watch uh, the, the loss to Japan in 2011, I'll never forget that. Like, I was screaming at the TV. Like, it went to free kicks, and they ended up losing that. It was terrible. I just was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they lost. But, but in, like, 2015 yep. or so 16, I don't remember what they were playing in, but 15. they played Japan in one of the Cups. It was either. Yep. And Carly Lloyd had the yeah, four-goal four game. Oh, my God. Yep. From the Yeah, it was from inc- the just incredible. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're amazing. They're a lot of fun to watch. And you're right, compared to the men's team, it's just a joke. I mean, they're just so much better. It's unbelievable. So, really cool. But yeah, okay. Anyways, good for uh, Megan and Sue. That's awesome. Breaking news on the podcast here about uh, engagements. That's cool. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, just the Rams minus three and a half for the game. Like I said, I just, I the Dolphins are going to struggle. Uh, the Rams should be able to run the ball. And you know, if they can do that and control the game, then you know they'll they'll take their shots with you know golf down the field. So. I just I don't know how the Rams or, or the Dolphins are going to keep up in this one. So uh, just win by four or more, and we win this bet. So, um, yep. All right, so, yeah, so that's it. So let's recap real fast, uh, and then we can move on to the DFS lineup for the week. So you've got the Rams in the first half, minus 2.5, minus 115 at Miami. The Raiders at the Browns, the first quarter over in that game. It's over 9.5, uh, laying 120. And then... You've got a teaser, two-team teaser, uh, which is also uh, minus 120 juice. You've got the Bears plus 10.5 versus the Saints. And you also have the Cowboys plus 16.5 at Philadelphia. So fantastic plays. Um, Yeah, I like those. The Dallas one is sketchy, like I said, but we'll see what happens. I think it's a good number, obviously. but So hopefully a 3-0 week for you for sure. And then I have the Colts minus 3, minus 110 at Detroit. I've got uh, the Rams minus three and a half, minus one ten at Miami, and then my two team teaser uh, laying one twenty juice is Green Bay minus a half a point versus Minnesota, and Tennessee minus one uh, at Cincinnati. So that'll do it for Week Eight best bets. Um, the before we get to the DFS, we like to uh, just do like a you know one little and traditionally we've done non football questions, just questions about you know 
uh, life or trivia questions or anything like that. But this week is actually a football-related one. Uh, so the NFL trade deadline is coming up on Tuesday. It's uh, election day is the trade deadline this year. Um, so Chandler, tell us if you would maybe one or two trades that you would like to see happen uh, in the NFL this year before the trade deadline comes. So I wanted to throw your scent off and lied to you in the beginning. Awesome. Um, everyone awesome. knows I'm the biggest Packers fan that there ever has been, ever will be. That's you are, the- yeah, Packers stand for sure. Yeah, what in the – gosh. How's the uh, monster truck rally I going? I hate it here, dude. You guys having fun? God, I hate it here. So, <laughs> Will Fuller, obviously – great at taking the top off the football and mm-hmm. the Packers happen to have a guy named Devontae Adams who while he can't take the top off because every elite receiver should have that ability Michael Thomas might be the only one he still somehow does it but like he doesn't do it I, it's hard to explain Michael Thomas if you had to explain to someone who the greatest who the greatest wide receiver for a two year stretch was and you say it was this really like slow guy who couldn't get open <laughs> and his quarterback was 40 years old and couldn't throw it fast um, and he had the most catches in the, the uh, season. He'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, crazy. so he played in 1964. Um, <laughs> okay, so Will Fuller seems to be on the trade block. The um, Texans are obviously blowing it up, this whole thing up. Uh, they're going to trade Watson to the Browns in a blockbuster deal on Monday is what my sources are saying, <laughs> and that's my Madden League. My Madden League is my source. Um, it's a solid source, so, definitely, yeah. Uh... I started thinking, Reliable. is Will Fuller worth it for the Packers to trade? And then more I thought, yeah, I think the Packers could maybe get away with sending one of the one of the um, Lazard, Equinemius, St. Brown, Scantling, um, one of those guys down there just because like, the Texans obviously don't want to not get anything in return. They're in panic mode. They have no coach. They've... Yeah. Bill O'Brien has and Bill O'Brien's gone. Bill O'Brien so now has they might destroyed start making, that like, franchise. Good so they again. are if they did not have Deshaun Watson, they would be one of the least desirable places in the NFL. So bad. And even with him, they still are undesirable because he likely won't be there very long. So Packers are gonna have to send a bit because they are getting Will Fuller and JJ Watt. You're gonna package Ooh. you're gonna package a second round pick well worth what J.J. Watt brings you. He won't be there long term. His injury risk, it's there. But a rush package of uh, like Kenny Clark, um, Zadarius, Preston, um, J.J. Watt. You throw in Rashawn Gary if he starts to become more of a pass Mm -hmm. rushing. He's never going to get you sacks, but he can collapse the pocket. He can collapse the pocket for you. Um, And then Will Fuller. Along with if they keep Alan Lazard, and he won't be back for a while. But so if say they keep actually he, uh, I think he's coming off, or he was close to practicing or what? something. I just saw a snippet. Yeah, he just really, had hernia really surgery soon. three weeks ago. Yeah, I know. I was psychopath. shocked. I'm like, wow. Okay. So he's going to be back sooner than we thought. So, so you know they might actually get to use. They him. keep yeah. Lazard. So you got your you got a big target. You got a strong target. You've got. Devonte Adams, a top five six receiver in the NFL, and you've got Will Fuller, who is one of the better deep threats in NFL. I'll say it history. Obviously, he's not the best. He's got a lot of injury history, which obviously hurts everybody's um, place on the list. Yep. 
But, you know, with in the last eight years, you can just trust Will Fuller to take the top take top off defense for you. So um, definitely help DeAndre Hopkins develop into a great receiver um, along with just the natural top t- talent Hopkins has. So the Packers are going to pay a bit of a price. They're going to get a quite a bit of cap group on there. Um, it's going to be hard to do, but they're going to get it done. Um because I think J.J. Watt definitely loves Houston, and he wants people to think he loves Houston. But mm-hmm. let's not forget that last year he tweeted a picture of all of the comments when he got drafted and the people booing and doing that, so he doesn't forget that. Um, and also, he probably wants to win a damn Super Bowl ring, I would assume. You ain't kidding. Uh, he hasn't won He hasn't won since high school, so... So Fuller has, through seven games, uh, 31 catches, 490 yards, and five touchdowns. So he's having a, a really good season. And did he miss one game? I thought, yeah, he missed week two, or he left early in that game. Yeah. So really six games then. Yeah, through six games, he's got you know 500 yards, five touchdowns, and that's 31 catches. So, yeah, excellent. That's really cool. Yeah, so then... I love this trade. I love it. The second trade... Um... You said I'm going to do one about the Browns, and I didn't have one about the Browns, but I'll throw one out there. Okay. Um, Get them some secondary help? Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, the team that's obviously selling – I keep saying obviously. Or a linebacker. The team that seems to be selling their secondary is the Vikings. Um, you know, I don't love what Anthony Harris – brings contract wise and what you're gonna have to pay to right. give up so the browns are gonna send vernon um because as soon or later he's gonna become i think it's actually next year he's just off the record so right get something for him you don't need him okay. right now he's still a good player people if you're a casual fan you probably don't think olivier vernon's good if you understand you probably understand vernon's impact so they're gonna trade vernon and You'll have to give up a little something else. Go get Harrison Smith from the Vikings. Okay. Who should be the one Browns fans are talking about. Um, yeah. And just take over for Sandejo. Make a damn run at yeah. We're gonna place. The, we're gonna replace the one of the two white safeties in the NFL with the other one. So <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> actually, I'm not. I, I'm assuming Sandejo is actually not white, which might be racist. Assuming know. because of his last name, he's not white. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just judge him on his merits and say he's terrible and not to care what, what, what uh, yeah. uh, ethnicity he I is. I do like his so hair, I don't though. care where his parents are from. I know probably, okay. probably people probably don't like the frosted top, but I, I think it looks pretty cool. But Oh, I love the frosted top. For sure. <laughs> I think it's a solid look. That's a little look. sus. <laughs> I think it's a solid look for sure. So, yep. Um, yeah, I've been frosting my hair since I was 23. Yours is uh, not – yours is natural. His is not. So – um, yeah, we're going to get some secondary yeah. help. I use just for grandpa. It's so <laughs> my uh, secret. Because the Browns, the Browns are more than the Browns are more likely to make the playoffs than not statistically. So, yeah. might as well try to make the run cuz there's a lot that yeah. can go wrong here. Um, just get a little help. Well, the secondary yep. needs a little help, but the secondary is really Agreed. not that bad. I mean, the secondary is that bad, but there's yeah. one super black hole. And then Carl Joseph, who's just a black hole. 
I don't. I, yeah, that's so frustrating because that was one of the signings that I really liked. I thought he would really help out, but yeah, he's just been miserable. So every time, every game after the, as soon as it's over, I'm just like the one thought I always have is, damn, we miss Grant Delpit. Like that sucks that his you know whole year was shot sucks, just right from the get go. But think about so. it like this: next year we're going to have a first, second, third, and Harrison was a fifth round pick, right? Traded or fourth? Uh, I think he was the the extra. Oh. He was the one they picked up from the Saints, I think. They when they traded down uh, for that pick. Okay. Or was that the one they used on um, on uh, what's his name, your guy, the defensive lineman, Jordan Elliott? Um, God, I'm yeah, I'm blanking on everybody's names today. I don't know why. So. Well, I look at it the, like this. It's the just for grandpa. You're still gonna <laughs> have your first, to. second, third, fourth pick next year. I mean, obviously you'll yeah. have your fifth, sixth, seventh, but realistically, realistically right. they don't do much, even though ours just caught a game-winning touchdown. But. Um, <laughs> So you're going to get Grant Delpit back. So it's almost like you're having two second-round picks next year. That's how I choose to look at it because it's positive. The Browns yeah. are not good enough to win this year with or without Grant Delpit. That's just simply how it is. You need – You mean like win the Super Bowl. Right. Like, okay. It would be nice to – it'll be nice because Grant Delpit – when this team is like in win mode, I think that's two years. Like this season, next season is a – Okay, we need to compete for the division. We have to compete for the division. Steelers are getting old. They're not gonna have Bud Dupree. All this thing, all these things are coming. You gotta take that team over. So then, yep. In twenty twenty two, which I know seems like forever, Browns fans, but you're still winning during this time. That's when the Ravens can't have all these players that they have now. The Chiefs are gonna start. You know, very few dynasties stay at the top like the Patriots did. The Chiefs aren't going to stay this good forever. The Ravens aren't going to stay this good forever. They're obviously still going to be very good teams. But 2022 is where you really are like, okay, if the Browns keep going at this rate, Kevin Stefanski is who you think he is, that's when you win. That's when you go for the win. Hmm. You don't sell out now. Never sell out too early. That's stupid. It's not smart. It's not how you win. It's why teams like, like the 49ers, they they held, they held, they held, they sold everything, they bought back more than they paid, and they were one game shy and playing the best offense ever in NFL history of winning a damn Super Bowl with a terrible quarterback. It's possible to do. Yeah. So okay. sorry, I'm getting like I'm now I'm getting fired up. Like this you got to do this right, and I think the Browns are going to. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, well, we all hope so. That's for sure. Browns fans do for sure. Um, cause they need, you know, a linebacker secondary help something, uh, you know, Kevin Johnson put him in his natural role, covering slot receivers and things like that. Stay, you know, nickel corner on the inside and then, you know, get some help on the outside. Be great. Greedy Williams too. I just can't wait to see him get on the field again this year. That'd be fantastic. So we, God, do we need him? So, um, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, earlier today, obviously I texted Chandler, you know, Hey, um, you know, hey, the mid, you know, the question between the best bets and the DFS is going to be, you know, what trade would you like to see, or, you know, one or two trades you'd like to see in the NFL. And so right before we started recording tonight, you know, he's like, oh, my trades are, you know, pretty, pretty cool. I, I don't think you're going to be able to guess them. So, and I mean, instantly, I was like, well, one of them's a Green Bay receiver for sure, a receiver to Green Bay. And then I even guessed Will Fuller. I was like, is it Will Fuller? So, uh, yep, nailed it. That's awesome. Uh, that's uh, I should get a win in the best bets column for that because I I was I nailed that one absolutely so, and then yeah I was shocked that it wasn't going to be a Browns one that's for sure but uh, but yeah so, um and then Julio too I keep hearing like because the Falcons might as well just I mean they're not going anywhere you know Matt Ryan's 37 38 whatever he is and 
you know, so it'd be cool to see Julio get traded to, you know, a contender. I can't even think of a, a solid match right now, but, uh, but yeah, it'd be neat to see him on a team that's like going to, you know, make a run at it, go to the playoffs and everything. So, but all right. Anyways. Um, well, thanks for that Chandler. I appreciate it. That's really cool. I think those trades are, you know, uh, pretty neat. And hopefully we definitely see, you know, Fuller on Green Bay and then the Browns do something. That'd be really cool. So, um, okay, let's uh, let's cover our DFS lineup and then uh, we'll get you guys out of here. Um, so, like always, FanDuel, uh, it's the Sunday main slate. So it's going to be the 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock games. Um, and, uh, yep, so we put together a lineup for you guys um, and for you guys to use this week in your DFS plays. So... Uh, going with a kind of a mini uh, San Francisco stack here uh, because of Seattle's pass defense and how horrible they are. We talked about this earlier, um, obviously, when I said that you could take San Francisco plus nine in a teaser. I think that's a really good play. So we have Jimmy Garoppolo, at quarterback at 6,600. Um, and then the stack part is going to be Brandon Ayuk at receiver at 5,900. So Ayuk has been playing really well since he came back from injury. He didn't, you know, he started off the season not playing um, since he's been back, you know, Debo Samuels hurt and out again this week. So he should get a lot of run him and Kittle and Seattle can't cover anybody. So I think I really like this play. Um, and I like Garoppolo a quarterback, you know, he's, he's not always, you know, fantastic, obviously, but in good spots, he can be really good. If you think back to um, you Chandler, remember last year was the uh, saints game. Uh, they won like 54 to 51 or whatever the hell that game. It was crazy, yeah. right? And the the they ended up winning on that. The last one of the last plays was that fourth and two. They went for it, and Garoppolo threw it to Kittle, and then he rumbled down the sidelines through the face mask and everything, and that's how they ended up getting the game winning field goal. I mean, I think Garoppolo had like 400 yards in that game. Like that's the kind of game that you know you can expect versus Seattle. Um, and then Seattle's they'll score for sure too. I mean, they're really good on offense, obviously. And so, you know, the Niners are going to have to keep up. So, um, that's kind of the reason for this play. Plus it's nice to go, you know, find a cheap quarterback so you can get other plays in your lineup, uh, especially at running back, which is exactly what we did because we have Derek Henry at 9,500, uh, against Cincinnati. And then we have Jonathan Taylor, uh, at Detroit for 7,300. So, what do you think about those running backs, Chandler? I love it. I think – oh, God. Excuse me. That was disgusting. Uh, especially Jonathan Taylor. He's just <laughs> going to keep getting better and better and better. Um, and Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo, like you said, if he can have that kind of game again, which this Seahawks defense is just one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen. And I'm a Browns fan. There, uh, You ready for this? This is insane. I, I had to read this three times to make sure I got it right. They are giving up an average of 60 fantasy points per game to receivers. Per game. To receivers? So like, yes, to like the other team's receivers. So if one guy has like 25 points and somebody else has, you know, you know, 17, like, you know, then the balance to 60. I mean, they're just <laughs> they're giving up 60 points to wide receivers per game. It's incredible. It's just absolutely incredible. So, yeah, I mean... Ayuk is in a really good spot here in a 5,900, you know, same thing with Garoppolo lets us get Henry and Taylor in our lineup. Um, and also our other receivers, we're going to stick Devonte Adams in there. He's 9,100. Um, you know, they, they have Minnesota at home. As we said before, Minnesota's entire secondary is banged up and they were bad anyways. And then Nelson Aguilar um, for the Raiders against the Browns. 
and same thing. He's only 5,000, and he's been really good this year, surprisingly, obviously. Like, he kind of was um, – he got chances last year the year before with Philadelphia when everybody was hurt, again, for that team, and he just stunk. Like, he's dropping balls, and he just was – you know, he's just not – wasn't good at all. But But this year, yeah, 292 yards, four touchdowns so far – um, on 15 receptions, so he's you know he's doing things down the field, and um, Carr is actually throwing it down the field this year, which is something he has never done in his career. So the Browns are obviously banged up. We just went through all that. Um, yeah, it's a good spot. So, um, but yeah, for Adams and Aguilar, and then we have Johnu Smith at tight end for 6100 against Cincinnati. Um, so yeah, what do you think about those pass catchers there, Chandler? Take us through that. Yeah, I. I think it's hard to, and obviously there's better plays we could find this week, um, especially with some of the matchups like Browns versus Raiders would be fantastic, but things like weather play into account there greatly, and it's hard to trust yeah. Carr and Baker full-heartedly. Um, you know, like Kansas City, oh, they're playing the Jets, but oh, they'll probably run the entire game, like... So right. I, I really like where we were at, um, especially with getting running backs like we did. I, it's like staying – I've found that in cash games especially, like just staying level and obviously getting the guys that everyone else is going to have is huge. But at the beginning of cash games, I was like, I got to get Derrick Henry every week. I got to get Devontae Adams. And then I started to realize, like, you can win a lot more games if you just bank on the, the good plays and not the good players. Mm. But like, yeah, good we, point. You really can still point. definitely get good players, but like, I guess I'm more not even talking about our team now. I'm just talking about. I just like to give little tips out there because I'm still very new to daily fantasy. I'm still very new to betting, so there's probably out there people yeah. out there that are new too. And it's just like, you don't always have to get Devontae Adams to win. Right. Yep. No, it's true. And yeah, I mean, and it's, if you're going to pay up, you know, for these guys, ninety five hundred for Henry, ninety one hundred for Aguilar, it better be. Like they better be in like prime smash spots, you know, and, and Tennessee at Cincinnati. I mean, that I don't, you know, like this could be another 200, you know, to 300 yard total yardage game for Henry for sure. Yeah. Uh, and Adams is just going to smoke. Yeah. If Minnesota. you're going to pay I mean, up, those are the guys bad. you get though. Like don't, don't, yeah. be, I use they those better names be as like, spots. those are the big names. Like that they're that, they're that for a reason. Henry has games where he'll only get you 12 to 13 points because sometimes like Henry's not effective in the pass game until he has an 80-yard screen touchdown, and you just cannot miss that week. Um, right. Like if you're gonna get Henry, this is the week to go after. If you're gonna do it, do it. But there are other plays out there that you can create a better lineup, I think, but just not have that smash hit with Henry. So Edward Solaire is 7,500 against the Jets. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's like he, that's a. You don't even think about it. You click it. No. Right. He's a steal. The other one you could do, uh, which I think is a really good play and it saves you money. Le'Veon Bell is only 6,000 against the Jets as well. And so he's active this week. Uh, he's going to get at listen, least one receiving touchdown. The, he, I mean, they're going to kill. Like, that's another one that I consider for the best bets is the, the Chiefs minus 19 and a half because 
how how are the Jets? They they're just so awful. I mean, horrid, right? They're just horrible. So there's no way they're going to be able to hang with that team. No way. And I twenty one laying twenty points is insane, obviously. But if you're ever going to do it, this is the matchup to do it. But um, but yeah, I mean, they're just you know, uh, they're they're so bad, the Jets. And you know, Bell obviously you know just left that team. Hated the coach. Hated the team. You know, the coach just very famously, like as soon as they were announcing that they were going to sign Le'Veon Bell, like Gase was like, yeah, I don't really want him, I guess. I, I guess we'll take him, but I really don't, you know, like why, why why, would you say that out loud? Like, don't just, you can think that, but why would you make that public? Like the guy we're taking on, I just don't really even like. So, you know, Bell wants to, you know, just absolutely rub it in this, that team's face and that coach's face. So... You know, that's going to be a part of the game plan. Like, that's a real thing. You know, the, he'll, as soon as, you know, they knew he was going to be active, I'm sure they, him and Andy Reid sat down and he's like, look, you know, I, I need to put it right, you know, stick it to this guy. So, you know, let me get the ball, you know, and if they're winning and they're in the second half and they don't want to use Edward Solaire, which that's makes all the sense in the world to me. Like, yeah, Bell's going to get a ton of play in this game for sure. So, um, but yeah, so he's a, definitely a great spot at 6,000 only. Um, and then, yeah, Johnny Smith was our tight end again, Cincinnati terrible against, uh, you know, tight ends 30th in the league. Um, and they, uh, the Tennessee, as you mentioned in a couple weeks now plays very fast. They're one of the fastest teams in the NFL. Um, Cincinnati actually does a little bit too, which is yeah, they were, uh, a little surprising. That was my fourth play that I was going to use was the over. I don't think it's that oh, okay. big of an over. I mean, you're basically banking that both teams need to score. I guess I see 51. I'm sure it's a point or two. 51 different. and a half. 51. Yep. Okay, so like you're right. I, you know, I'm, but each team's got to score 26 points. And you start looking, the Bengals score 32 points a game or something like that, and they let up like basically the same amount. Um, the yeah. Titans score. Titans don't have a good defense, so it's like that over. I would say is very likely, but is the yep. game at Cincinnati? So the weather might yes. be bad there too. Obviously, they're not going to have the swirling effect that Cleveland has to deal with and all of that. But weather does. All right, play so here's part. the weather. I pulled this up because I wanted to make sure because there were a couple games this week that were bizarre. But yeah, so it's partly cloudy, um, and this is RotoWire has a. Uh, if you go to RotoWire.com, they have like a, a weather forecast for all the games. It's a really helpful tool as we start to get into the fall weather, obviously. Um, so expected to be 43 degrees with 0% chance of precipitation. Wow. And it doesn't show that that's going to be all that windy there. So, yeah, that's a really good call for the over. Very good call. Yeah. So be a fast game. Uh, yeah, so Johnny Smith, yeah. And, and tight end's a landmine. Um, I mean, it's just so impossible. He's only 6,100. If you're not going to pay up for Kittle or Kelsey, which Kelsey's a bad play this week because I – now, maybe not. Maybe he gets, you know, if he gets two or three touchdowns early and that's how they build their lead, you know, then you're obviously good. So, but, uh, but yeah. And Johnny was one of the few tight ends that consistently gets end zone targets. They, they look for him, uh, when they get down, they're going to have plenty of opportunities, obviously against, uh, Cincinnati. So that's why we took him. Uh, our flex is Jamal Williams. Um, it's, he's 7,000 and Green Bay is at home versus Minnesota, obviously. Um, you know, Aaron Jones out this week. Jamal Williams looked really good last week in, in his place. So we're just going to hit this up again. Uh, Minnesota is awful. They are 30th against the run, uh, 32nd overall. I mean, they're just absolutely terrible. So, 
you know, he's, I mean, just, just in a really, really good spot, obviously. Um, so, yeah, and like we said, uh, Green Bay a little slower. They run a lot, so they're definitely, he'll definitely get usage. So you're going to have a ton of volume, and he's playing a bad team, so should be good to go. Uh, and then cheap defense, again, um, 3,400 are the, uh, the Lions uh, at um, home against the Colts. And just, again, cheap defense, go as low as possible just to get other, you know, these other plays in your lineup. Um, and we're just banking on maybe Rivers throws a pick or two. I mean, they, the Lions don't get pressure, so, you know, you're probably not getting a lot out of this defense anyways, but it allows you to get some other, you know, better plays in your lineup. Um, 3,600, only 200 more. Uh, and we have a hundred left over. So if you could tweak it to get an extra hundred out of your lineup, you could use the Saints uh, at Chicago at Nick Foles. So I think that's a really, really strong play for uh, for really cheap if you're going to save money on a defense. So you know maybe um, you know you save uh, you save money getting Le'Veon Bell in your lineup. Maybe it's worth it to grab the Saints as well for uh, thirty six hundred only. So um, yeah, any other thoughts about any uh, DFS guys, Chandler? No, I think you summed it all up really well, actually. All right, man. Uh, then, yeah, that's our lineup. Uh, as always, guys, we will get this posted in article form so you can quickly review, recap the plays of the week, the best bets, as well as the DFS lineup. Um, but, uh, yeah, that should do it for us here uh, at Across the Board Sports. One thing I mentioned, um, one thing I forgot to mention, is that I just yes, now, sir. for the first time, am looking at the live video feed of this because i kept it down so i didn't have to see myself like i am right now seeing myself and it's weird um yeah (laughs) people i left the last week's record stuff on the bottom so ignore it oh okay so it's the overall records from last week yeah okay yeah i mean we talked about it we said so you're 12 8 and 1 on the season and i'm 12 and 9 so that's the updated mark and that'll be in the article as well i always post you know the weeks, the last week's results, this week's plays, and then the combined, you know, record on the season. So, but um, yep. So okay, um, for Chandler and for myself, um, good luck to everybody this weekend. As always, I hope you, if you're putting money on these games, if you're tailing our plays, um, well, first of all, let us know on Twitter if you, you know, if you're actually, hey, I bet you know the ones you said, and uh, let us know because obviously we want to know if anybody's actually uh, tailing these plays, which would be fun. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and then uh, so good luck with your betting, good luck with DFS, fantasy, any of that stuff. As always, hit us up on Twitter if you got any questions about these plays or questions about fantasy lineups or anything like that. Um, obviously, happy Halloween to everybody, uh, and enjoy the full moon tomorrow on Halloween, spooky day for sure. So, but uh, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, good luck everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, make sure you do all the YouTube stuff, click the like button, you know, click the subscribe button, the bell button for notifications, um, all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, uh, as always, good luck and go Browns. Take care, everybody.